Saturday Morning Dads, the podcast for you if you watch way too many weird kids movies. This is episode 13, and we are talking about the 2003 Disney Channel hit original movie, um, Full Court Miracle. Full Court Miracle. It's a classic, Sean. You should know the name. It's a classic. I'm Sean. I'm Curtis. And welcome to Saturday Morning Dads. Curtis, how do you feel about Jews in the media? Um, no, I don't have any um, comment or idea what to say to that. I, uh, I'm not in the media. It's been talked about. How do you feel about I, Kanye West? I, I think Kanye West um, needs medical help. How do you feel about Jewish basketball players? Highly underrated. Highly underrated. This movie was the most Jewish movie I've ever seen, and I say that with love. I will say that too. I learned a lot. Um, I, I did not know the story of Hanukkah. Like and I after I after seeing it, I will say that I feel like Jews are under uh, underrepresented in film and television. In a true Jewish fashion, like like showing Jewish customs and Jewish traditions. There are Jewish people in media, but there's not like Jewish representation a whole lot I would on agree. screen. I would agree with that. Um, this movie had a lot of it, though. Yeah, be- and I say that because I did not know what they were talking about most of the movie. Uh, about when they were talking about their customs and their stories and... Um, the- and things knew, like that. I knew a good bit of it because I used to be friends with this guy named Pramel. I haven't seen him in years. Shout out to Pramel if you're listening. What's up, Pramel? He was very Jewish, moved to America from Israel, and uh, always wore his yarmulke and had four uh, tassels coming from the four corners of his clothes. Uh, he wore like a special shirt under his shirt all the time. Hmm. Um, yeah, I guess growing up in... El Paso, Texas. There, there weren't. There's not a big Jewish community there. Well, the I Texas only, in general, probably not. No, I knew one. We hung yeah. out at Starbucks a lot. I'll have to ask my wife. She grew up in Virginia and Pennsylvania. Um, I know those are a lot larger Jewish community on the East Coast. Large Hasidic population in Pennsylvania. Yes, I have no idea if that's true. I just said it. I assume it's true because um, we assume things like of, of the East Coast, just like they assume things about Texas, the and rightly so. We uh-huh. do. We do wear cowboy hats and ride horses to school and love guns. We. I mean, that unfortunately is true. Well, Will loves guns, and he brought me some meat, which he got from using a gun on a deer. So I got free sausage out of it. Hey there. Not free. Not free for the deer. It's free for me. But I I just want to say up front, if we say anything offensive in this, we certainly do not mean it. Yeah, just cover your ears. Everything we know about the Jewish faith, we learned from a Disney Channel movie. (laughs) Yeah, so um, give us a break. We're learning. This is the beginning of our our Our, education journey. journey. but boy, was it hard to have sympathy for these kids. They were, they were they, so wealthy. They were rich kids. They were so rich. They're well, very, it's hard to have sympathy for rich kids that live in a nice part of a city. 
Like they, they weren't even in the suburbs, normal kids. They were rich city kids going to a private school. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, uh, they were, um, yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But, um, how, how's your week been, Sean? It's been great. How about you? Great. Uh, you, you, uh, you had some sick little children this week. Yeah. I worked from home, uh, got very little work done, came up and worked in the office at night. Kids were very sick. They're fine now. They're back at school today for a half day. Is today a half day? Today it's a half day, and are they off? off for two weeks? Oh, <laughs> so they they skipped a week of. Well, they got last Friday off because we went on a trip to a cabin. Then they took Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off because they were sick, and then they went to school Friday until noon. Oh man! And then they're then they're going to be off for two weeks for Christmas holidays and the Hanukkah holidays. Um, yes. Um, yeah. Um, you don't really realize the issues that that causes until you have a parent of a, a kid who's off for two weeks. Like, you don't get off work for two weeks to take care of your kid. <laughs> well, fortunately, their mother is a teacher. So oh, she doesn't that get works off out. for two weeks. That works out. Yeah. yeah um, it's going to be just fine. So marry a teacher. Um. That's actually probably terrible advice. I've, uh, I didn't, I didn't marry a teacher. So, yeah, too, um, too late. That option's off. We've got to each take a week off, uh, at separate times. Don't get <laughs> with each other. Oh, man. Well, um, before we, uh, dive into the movie, let, let me ask you do you have any cool Christmas plans coming up? Um, we're going to stay here for Christmas, which is awesome. Um, we're not traveling anywhere. We did get to go, uh, last weekend to Lubbock, Texas. Shout out Lubbock, the LBK, um, to visit my brother and watch my niece in the Nutcracker. Oh, how old is your niece? She is 16, I believe. Oh, so it's like a real performance then. Yes. Real performance. She was, um, she was the dewdrop fairy and she was amazing. She's, uh, man, back when she started, when she was like four or five in the Nutcracker and she was like one of the little mice, I did not, uh, I did not imagine that she would stick with it long enough to, uh, to be where she is now. She's, I mean, she was the best dancer in, in, uh, the whole company. Well, that's amazing. Is she yeah. a prima donna? No, she's probably listening to this, um. Because they're they're new listeners. Shout out to my brother Russ. What's up, Russ? My niece Lily, my nephew Nate. I'm not going to do the voice for all of them, but I do appreciate. No, them. do the voice, Sean. Lily, Nate. There you go. It's a little gift for you guys. I think isn't prima donna like a legit uh, ballet? It's pretty, uh, prima ballerina. Prima ballerina. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what the the young one is, right? Like. The, the young stud. No, that's like the, the top spot. It's like the, the first chair. Uh, I don't know much about I don't either. Way. I don't know what I'm talking about. Sorry, Lily. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this movie, though. Hey, I love movies. I love this movie. This movie was indeed technically a movie. 
And I gotta say, it was more competent than any of the other Disney Channel originals we've seen. Uh, it was it was pretty um, professionally done, almost like it could have been straight to DVD release. I, I won't say it would have been anywhere close to like a theater release, but could have been a straight to DVD release. It had it had establishing shots in real locations and mm-hmm. not just sets and stock footage. Yeah. It had um actors, actors <laughs> that were all competent. Yeah, there wasn't uh there wasn't any of the actors. Well, maybe the principal was pretty bad, but the rest of the actors were competent actors. Yeah, and um cameos I, from NBA players. Ca- yeah, cameos. Um, I presume I don't know NBA players from 2003, but I did assume they were cameos. Yeah, I think there was one, but uh, I and couldn't tell you who it is. I really enjoyed th- that it was set in uh, what was it? Um, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, the city of brotherly love. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed um, how much Philadelphia was a character in this movie there's something you hear people say about new york in movies a lot there's not enough philly movies not enough philly movies philly is a a rich and interesting city this movie might show the 76ers more love than any other movie yeah i would say it's the most 76ers movie that i've ever seen Uh, yes that wasn't produced by espn um they talk about iverson a lot Iverson's not in this movie. He's not the NBA cameo. They talk about Dr. J a lot. They talk about Dr. J a lot. Um, yeah, they they do talk about the 76ers quite a bit. They go to the or the basketball arena or some set that is supposed to be the basketball arena. Where the basketball players just hang out outside. Yeah, they're coming out the back door in to suits. get in their they to get in their cars and go home. Okay, so let's um you want to go through the uh, the story of the film? Yes. All right. So um, we begin on a shot of Philadelphia, right? A montage of like shots of Philadelphia. Yes. And then, <laughs> and then uh, we go into a tiny, tiny junior high basketball court. Um. This is a nice school, um, but it looks like it's an older school. Yeah. Um, I and mean, this Philadelphia? It's Philadelphia. It's compact. So uh, the basketball court's not impressive, but it looks like a real junior high basketball court, and it's full size. They did a good job there. Um, did you ever watch, Sean, the show Hang Time on Saturday mornings? No, I did not watch Hang Time. I apologize. Um, it sounds like it's culturally relevant. So it was the in the genre of like um, Saved by the Bell. It was like uh, one of those type of shows. Uh, I like Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I think it, I think it was on like right after Saved by the Bell um, on like the the teen Saturday morning shows. But um, it was about a basketball team, a high school basketball team, um, and they played on a court that was. The size it was like a quarter of the size of a real basketball court. Just because it was, they would take two. They would take two steps and be at the end, other end. Yeah, and it was, um, it was laughable. But this was not that. This was a a regular size court um, that junior high kids were playing on. Um, And we find out that uh, the team from the Hebrew school 
really sucks bad. Whew. Boy, do they. That's just a fact. Um, their coach is not even a coach. Doesn't He's know. split about basketball. Doesn't know anything about basketball. All he does is uh, do some cheerleading for the crowd. And um, this one kid whose name is Schlotz. Um, his first name is Alex, but he's the only one who really cares about the team. The rest of the boys don't even care. Um, all their parents don't care. Don't even want them to be playing basketball. I don't know why they even have a team at this school. Now, Alex Schlotz is, um, or Schlotzky and they call him Schlotz for short. Uh, do you think, uh, they made their money from the Schlotzky's delis? Oh, um, no. Because their dad, well, their dad was like a chef, wasn't he? No, the dad was a realtor. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's a pretty big plot point. Look, I, it was, it, I watched it like two days ago. Okay. Okay. I remember I one scene it. where he was cooking, but I think he was just cooking he dinner. Did the house, he did the cooking and that, and the cleaning in the house. Because and the, the mom, mom was, was an important doctor. Lady. She was a doctor. Um, yeah. And she only wanted her son to be a doctor or a lawyer. And he's in just ju- a doctor, really. And he's just in, a doctor. He's in junior high. Uh, and he wants to play basketball, and she's real annoyed by that fact. She thinks he's wasting his life by playing junior high basketball. Yeah, and you know what? I kind of agree. I don't. Basketball he's, builds important life skills. Well, teamwork. Oh, he wants to go for the NBA, though. Well, yeah, I did too when I was in junior high. Yeah. Well, you're tall. Slots is short. It's important. That's to why he liked. Here. That's why he liked Allen Iverson because Allen Iverson was not tall. Although Allen Iverson was probably still six foot, but he looked yeah. really short in the NBA. Um, Alex Schlotz is a very, very scrawny little guy, but he's got a big heart. Yeah, he does. He doesn't like passing the ball. Because, well, because uh, he, as he quoted, a pass equals a turnover yeah. on my team. And he was right. He's right. The other boys don't really have heart. They don't even want to be out there. No. Um, so that's that's kind of the establishing scene uh, where we get where we get kind of uh, the feel of what's going on uh, and who's important. So uh, then we cut to a classroom scene. It's a Hebrew history class. Very important. Very important. Um, Alex is daydreaming, oh, and yeah. he's daydreaming that he's on like uh, a. Uh, basketball court in ancient times and he and his buddies are this was the worst scene in the movie a basketball uh, court and by ancient times you mean the like year one like bible 165 bc yes it was like a vacation bible school times here they, they made this point very clear it was the year 165 bc well yeah because it was a vacation bible school times. yeah and that was uh <laughs> and that was um and then he he and his team were dressed in traditional um, kind of um, uh, Hebrew Hebrew kind of yeah rags and robes and things like that. And then desert dwelling robes. And then they were fighting. They were playing against this. Uh, they were dressed. You know what they were dressed Romans. like? Romans. They were dressed like um, apprentice Jedi's. Yes, um, yes, Padawans. Um, and then uh, they were they were playing against a, a a group of kids that were dressed like Roman soldiers. Yes, uh, and the Roman and the Roman soldier kids were bad guys. <laughs> they were the they, and and they you find out later that those kids were on 
kind of the bad guy team that they're going to play later. Yes, in the finals. Uh, much bigger kids than than Alex and his friends. Um, and then they do a tip-off. Do a tip-off. They do a biblical times tip-off. Yeah, with a kind of a basketball that looks like a rock. Well, that's what they call it in the in the cool. I think they call it that because of this movie. This this movie had <laughs> such cultural impact that they started calling a basketball a rock. That's where it came from. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Pass me the rock. Oh, you saw that Jewish movie about middle school kids playing basketball too? Yeah, yeah. I love Disney Channel originals. Yeah, full court miracle. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so then we cut back to a, ba- a real basketball scene, and they're playing this team. Yes. Uh, they're getting slaughtered. Um, and the opposing slaughtered. basketball coach. Loving it. Loving it. Cheering like an idiot. Oh, he's so excited that his middle school boys are better than the Jewish middle school boys. Rubbing it in. Do you think it's a Jewish, like a Hebrew league, or are they playing like public schools? I think they're, you know what? I don't know. I made the assumption they're playing other private schools, but they're the only ones wearing yarmulkes. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this basketball coach, um, he's not, he's like making fun of not the other coach. Cause the other coach doesn't care. He's making fun of the Hebrew history teacher who seems to be the only one at the school who cares about the basketball team at all. Yes. Um, so, um, was the Hebrew history teacher also the principal? No, the principal was that lady who just like. No, she wasn't. She was the principal. She wasn't the principal. She, she was, was in charge of the whole school. Yes, she was. I was surprised by that fact too. I don't think that's right. It is. I. I she seems so incompetent. She was just a nosy. Yeah, she was like a librarian that was in the halls all the time. But yeah, um, and she was. Basically, just telling the kids to stop running and taking their basketball away. Oh, and she hated basketball and way, children. But she was the principal. Oh, I love uh, like principals who hate children. <laughs> like, why did you become a principal then? Just so you could be mad at them all the time? Yeah. I think um, principals who hate children hate children because they are a principal. Oh, they started out liking children. <laughs> yeah, they started out as like a kindergarten teacher who loved children. And then they got they made their way up and and it's a kind of like a you know. Yeah. The more you're around the older way teaching kids. Works is your first year as a teacher, you teach kindergarten. And then if you every year you do a good job, you get promoted one grade. <laughs> so like if you're, you know, and if you don't do a good job, you're stuck in that grade. So like an an old person who's teaching eighth grade, they're, that's just as high as they could get. Mm-hmm. They become bitter. That's but, how it should be. But then once you teach twelfth grade, if you're if you're a good twelfth grade teacher, they let you be principal. That's true. Um, that is how teaching works, uh, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the teaching the uh, tree system. Yes, it's um, a union job. It's a union job. Yeah. It's good, you know, lock in those benefits. Um, Sean, tell me the story of Judah Maccabee. All right. So uh, Judah Maccabee, Judah and the Maccabees, right? Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Tell me about He had a whole group of people. Judah so, and the Maccabees, so um, famous like, rock group. So he was like, we got like a handful of dudes 
and but they were uh, Judah and the Maccabees were in the year one. 165 BC. BC? 165 BC. 165 BC. 165 BC. So this is before the birth of Christ. So this is BBS times. Yes. All right. So um, there was this dude who wanted to make everybody pagan, and he was forcing all these tribes of... of, um, Israelites? Israelites to worship. I don't know if they were Israelites. I don't know if this was in Israel or not. I don't know that part. But he was like, hey, I'm all around and going to all these tribes and making them, force them to worship uh, pagan gods. And then Jude and the Maccabees were like, oh man, we got, like, we don't want to do that. And, but we don't have enough people to fight them. So then they went into some mountains and dug some tunnels and they made all the tunnels turn right so that if you were, as the attackers were coming in, they would have to turn right and only be able to attack with their left hand. They made their offense the defense. This is like equivalent to the full court press, which is a relevant plot point later. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they beat them, I guess. And then yeah, they, they did. And then, and then here's the magic part. They needed some comfort in these trying times. And so they lit a lamp and it only, they're like, oh, man, it's only got enough oil to last like one night. It's not even really worth lighting this lamp. I don't know. I I don't know how a single lamp provides comfort to all these people, but it seems pretty well. They needed they needed some light in their tunnels. That oil lasted eight days. Hanukkah. That's Hanukkah, and then you light the you light the candles. Yep. I I did not know any of this. I didn't either. Uh, I I knew that there was some lamp that that lasted eight days when it's only supposed to last one, but I didn't know it was about like fighting pagans. I didn't either. Um, And I will say that. Learning that and that story was by far the best part of this movie. Yes, but it also happened in the first seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, in a history class. And so sitting not, sitting in the movie. history class, listening to the Hebrew history teacher actor talk about history was the best part of this movie. Yeah, he was a good he was a good actor and a good teacher. He was a good actor. Mm-hmm. And a good teacher. And Assuming that all that stuff is true, he was a good teacher. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so Alex gets the idea from hearing this that he needs, and his basketball team needs a Judah Maccabee. Now let me ask you this: when he when the, when this conclusion was made, I was like, "Oh, I see where this movie's going. He's going to find that he is the Judah Maccabee." That he needs to rise up and be the leader. Yes, and that anybody it doesn't take somebody special. Anybody can do this. We are all Judah Maccabees. Yes, this power, this the spirit of God lives within you, and you can, you can, you can find the strength in yourself. But no, it turns out he does just find somebody who's special who saves the day. Well, at the very end, they kind of come back to that idea. But also, that way, that you, Judah Maccabee, lives inside you. They do come back to that idea. They come back to it, but, but then they go back to the other idea. <laughs> That's just this cool guy you meet. Yeah, I, I think we've we've talked about several Disney Channel movies that do that exact same thing, where like they'll teach you a lesson and then like just quickly reverse it. Like they'll teach you the lesson, but then like finish on the fun thing that you wanted to do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they let you have. They yeah. make you eat a little bit of the broccoli before you have your dessert. That's true. Um, so Judah Maccabee comes in the form of, um, 
and the way that, a homeless basketball player. The way that this the, the way that this happened is ridiculous. But um, so Alex and his friends go to a, a playground to play some basketball or attempt mm-hmm. to play some basketball. Now, by playground, you mean a basketball court down by the docks. By the docks. Uh, <laughs> why are these? Yeah, there wasn't a children's playground there. It was just like. One basketball court fenced in, and then one yeah, it was like, over by itself. Like under an overpass. It was uh, it was probably not a place that you would want your own kids to go by themselves. These were inner city kids. They were rich kids, though. Yeah. Uh, but they, they I don't know. Sweet bar mitzvah money. I don't know where that was, but maybe it was not in a bad part of town. Um, it was. It was like, you don't know. You don't. Not all bad parts. Not all good parts of town look like good parts of town. Fair enough. Um, Remember Bishop Arts District eight years ago? No. Yeah. (laughs) But in any case, uh, it works out for them because the first guy that they see um, makes a shot. He's playing on a court by himself shooting and he makes a shot and then instantly Alex assumes this is my Judah Maccabee because he uh, he can make some shots on a basketball court. Um, he goes over, super annoying to this guy, asking him his name. Um, and the guy gets kind of uh, upset and leaves. Not upset, but he gets annoyed and leaves. Um, and um, then yeah. and then Alex finds he he remembers his license plate and well, looks up looks up his J M. 165. Oh, Judah Maccabee, year 165 BC. Yeah. And it was also a custom plate for Virginia. Virginia boosters. Yeah, Virginia boosters. So he somehow looks up on the internet, uh, just types in the plate number, finds that this guy was a um, all star, amazing college yeah, player. All American college basketball player for. Uh, University of Virginia Cavaliers. Um, go Cavs. Yeah, go Cavs. Um, and then um, they go back. The, so they go he back. He played in Europe. And then he played in Europe. He played for the, the, the CBA. Um, What's CBA? Continental Basketball Association. Oh, okay. Um, which I don't think is in Europe. I think it's just, I don't. I don't really know. Um, I thought it was like continental because, you know, like when you have a continental breakfast, it's like from European countries that are on the continent. Yes, like waffles. Yeah. Doesn't <laughs> continental just mean like European countries that aren't floating in the ocean? Like France and Germany are continental? Yeah. I mean, they're on the continent. Is, is that what it means? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't need enough hotel breakfasts to, to know. I, I think it means free breakfast. Mm, my favorite kind of breakfast. Yeah. I like when you can make your own waffles when they have the waffle maker there and the batter and then you just pour the batter in and make it. Yes. And you know what? I I learned recently in Texas, a lot of them are Texas shaped. Really? I'm sure you know because you live in Texas. But in other states, they don't have like Kansas shaped waffles. That's only a Texas well, thing. All, Texas a lot of waffles area. are Kansas shaped if they're squares or rectangles. Yeah. Um, there are no, there's probably no Florida shaped uh, waffles. It's only a te- only Texas loves the shape of Texas. Well, the shape of Texas is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's better than any other shaped state. I don't know. Oklahoma is pretty handy because it's got that. It's got it a looks like a gun. 
It's got a handle. It looks like a gun with a really fat handle and a really skinny barrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, anyway, back to Philly. We're going to fly back to Philly. Um, so Lamont, his name is uh, Lamont Carr. Lamont Carr. It's a good basketball name. It's a good basketball name. Um, played in the CBA. The kids find out. Um, they believe he's the incar- the reincarnation of Judah Maccabee. He has four brothers. He has four brothers. One of them is dead. That's a great detail. Yeah, a little detail that they kind of just gloss over and never come back to. Um, he died in the line of fire as a police officer. Mm. Um, Speaking of police officers, I looked up this Lamont guy on IMDb. Oh, yeah. He only plays police officers. Oh, really? Yes. He has been just like random cop in like a whole bunch of movies and then he was has played a cop in multiple tv shows and it appears that he is an actual like real part not just like a one or two three episodes part but like a real part on the rookie which is a show i've heard of he's been in like 60 episodes of the rookie playing a cop so yeah, yeah he pretty much only plays cops well good job lamont um Working, working actor. Yeah, like, he, like this is one of the earliest things on his resume, and then the very next year he played a cop in in a I forgot what movie it was, but it was like an actual like big Hollywood movie. He played just like, uh, like it was just like Traffic Cop was the title, <laughs> and then um, and then since then since like two thousand and four, all cops, all cops. Um, that's interesting. I guess yeah. you get he got a little stereotype or. Uh, what do they call it? Um, typecast. Typecast. Yes. Unfortunately, they didn't get typecast as homeless basketball man. Well, I will say that he can actually play Home, basketball. Homeless basketball angel. Um, which I feel like that's an important thing that filmmakers don't always uh, put a lot of importance on. Is like seen the actor. Is yeah, basketball? like he could actually play basketball. Like oh. when he was playing basketball on on the court, like he actually knew what he was doing. Those were real moves. Well, he was. Well, he was like actually shooting it and making baskets like a competent human being, not like. Now you know more about basketball than I do. Can you be confident that that wasn't just camera tricks or a stunt double? Well, they had some wide shots where he was, where they were watching him play, and it was he was like actually like you know dribbling competently and shooting the ball, and it was going in the basket, and he looked like um, you know it was a good form and all that um a lot of times it must have been hard for him to do with those blown out knees yeah had to have been now a lot of um the junior high basketball games were <laughs> were very edited together none of those kids could play any basketball i love they kept doing this thing where it was like slow-mo into just a steel shot with like motion blur on it yes they did that a lot in this movie there was a lot of well i think those kids were so bad at basketball you could tell that the games were highly edited and they had to do stuff like that to kind of cover up the fact that you know there was motion blur outside of the basketball games there was they were doing motion blur on establishing shots. It was it, this movie was two thousand three, yeah, but it had a lot of nineteen ninety seven editing. Yeah, well, that was that was filmmaker style mm-hmm. motion blur. Um, all right, back to the story though. Uh, they go back to the playground, confident that this guy is Judah Ben Hur Maccabee. 
Um, the, the Jewish hammer, the Hebrew hammer. Hebrew hammer. That was his nickname. Oh, and this guy's nickname was when he played the hammer. In, when he played in college, his nickname was the hammer. Um, so because they he could dunk. Uh, Alex pleads with him to be their coach, not not their actual coach at the school, but just to teach them some stuff on the playground. Um, this stranger, homeless man. They don't know him. Um, I don't know he's homeless at this point. He doesn't look homeless. No, he, he he's not really. He's just he's in Philly for to try out for the 76ers. He, he, he has a home. He has a home, but it's back, elsewhere. Back in Virginia or somewhere with his wife and child who he has abandoned. To follow his dream. To follow his dream. He thinks if he just hangs out in Philadelphia, he's got an in to play with the Sixers. Yeah, I think he's there for a tryout, right? Yeah. Something. Um, like they don't the, go the into middle of the season. They don't go into great detail on how he thinks he's going to make it in the seventy six. Somebody, he's got a friend who plays for the Sixers, and he thinks that if he just hangs out, if somebody gets hurt, then he's maybe first on the list or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't and know why happens. he. I don't know why he needs to be in town for that to happen, but um, but he's but he is there. Yeah. Um. So he says no. I don't want to coach a bunch of dorky kids. On the basketball court. Uh, Chris, I'm just now remembering how long this movie is. It's long. This is a long movie. All right. I'm sorry to interrupt. Let's keep going. Um, so they pay him. They offer to pay him. Yes. 20 uh, bucks. 20 bucks per hour for a one hour session, right? Yeah. Um, so he just, um, he says, okay, I need the money. Um, and then he just makes them do wind sprints the whole time. Just conditioning. Conditioning. All conditioning, which these kids need. Yes. Um, that's step one. Um, but they stick with it. Um, and then Alex finds out, or we find out as the audience, that Lamont lives in his van. That's when we find out that he is homeless um, for the time being. Um, Alex's mom, meantime, uh, wants him to shadow this famous doctor at her hospital. Uh, this really successful doctor. There's some There's program where he. No could, way that program is a real thing. This is just invented yeah, just for the movie. Have a small child shadow a doctor That's who is going thing. into seasick people, and uh, there's got to be a lot of insurance you, you involved get to with that. Do that after when you're in medical school. Medical school. Yes. And that's yeah, that's at a teaching school. So I yeah, whatever. Her his mom like we're just doubling down. His mom really wants him to stop playing basketball. She's like he's like I got basketball practice. Put away mm-hmm. these childish things, yeah. my thirteen year old son. Yeah, it's like, time to be a man. You had a bar mitzvah. Now be a doctor. Now be a doctor. Now, um, plus shadowing a doctor as a thirteen year old. What are you really gonna learn? Probably way too much. Way too much about people's bodies. Way too much. Um, I, I so, go to a teaching hospital, and they're just like practicing on you. Uh, it's, and these and it's these these the, the whenever I see my doctor because I have to go to the doctor regularly. There's always two twenty six year olds with her, <laughs> and they just are wide eyed and not bushy tail. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah. They are just and um, yeah, they are just uh, in over their heads. I'm like, you went to school for this. Sorry, I guess. Sorry. Yeah, you chose this life. Um, well, the kids run out of money to keep paying Lamont. So he so uh, Alex sells his Dr. J card. Now I looked it up. I thought to myself, you know, 
20 years has passed since this movie made. Maybe that car's worth like a million dollars now. Mm, it's worth less probably now than it was. Yeah, it's worth about 600 bucks. Well, 600 bucks uh, buy you a lot of back practices. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, what I don't understand is his mom hates basketball, hates him, hates the fact that he loves basketball. But yeah, she gets him like all his 76ers stuff, gets him, buys him a Dr. J card. Dad. Maybe it is mostly the dad. I think it's okay to be a fan of basketball. Um, so, <laughs> um, so then Lamont, uh, basically Alex says, Hey, why don't you help me to make these guys love basketball? Because they're hey they're starting to hate practice because it's all conditioning. They don't even like basketball that much to begin with. They don't like being on a team, so um, they really just want to hang out with Alex because he's yeah, so cool. I guess. Um, and then Lamont uh, is like, "We're gonna shoot. So we're gonna actually shoot some baskets today." And then he makes a shot that's like not that amazing. Look, I mean, it's like a free throw. No, he, without looking, he makes a hook shot from half court. And it goes in. That was pretty cool. Really? Yes. That was a half court, oh, no looking. Maybe I closed my eyes during that looking, part. Just looking the other direction, making holding eye contact with 13-year-olds. He makes a hook shot from half court. It's pretty pretty impressive. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. I Somehow I missed that part. Cause, uh, and I'm glad that you saw it because I was about to um, say something that doesn't make sense. So... Um, yeah. I was so, like, whoa, this guy is the hammer. Yeah. And then one kid says, no, he's a god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I wrote down, like, why is this kid thinking he's a god just because he made a, also, like, that's a, little a normal, a normal shot? A little bit in that's, the context of this movie, yeah. for sure. You know what I like? I like Big Ben. Uh, Big Ben in this movie. See the he's the he's the he's the, the tallest the, on the, the team. kid with the gangly teeth who is old. Like always points out the most like Hebrew way to do things, mm-hmm. and is like really trying to get Alex to do his Hebrew studies. Yes, and he he's the one who always has like the the Jewish facts on on stuff. I like him. I looked him up on yeah. IMDb, and he's on the Goldbergs. Hey, he's like in every single episode of the Goldbergs. He's the the nerdy best friend of the daughter. Nice. Yeah, did you watch the Goldbergs? No, but I've heard it's very funny. Oh, top notch show. One of the few other pieces of Hebrew media I've consumed. I'll have to watch that. Um, it's got the mom from Reno 911. Is the oh, mom? Oh, yes. What's her name in Reno 911? I don't you know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Deborah. The, the bl- blonde, la- yeah, blonde lady? Big blonde hair lady. She's yeah. the mom. And Jeff Gold, Jeff, Jeff Garland. Not Jeff Goldblum. The guy from Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes. Yeah. He's he's the dad. And uh, I love him. He just he comes home. They show him do this. He comes home, takes off his pants. He's in his whitey tighties, sits in the recliner. And he's like, I'm not moving till bedtime. <laughs> I'm like, That's, That's my awesome. hero. <laughs> this is a dad right there. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so Lamont is starting to get into the coaching thing. Um, he's starting to like the kids. And he calls them. Uh, he's like, Hey, what's up, my dogs? And they all get really offended. They think it's an insult. They think it's an insult, um, and then Lamont has to go into uh, he has to go into a speech about basketball talk. Um, 
because apparently these kids are such nerds. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know any sort of slang or. 2003. And I guess dogs, what's up dogs, hasn't made it to the inner city of Philadelphia. Philadelphia. They've never watched a piece of media. They've never watched a television show. They've never listened to a song. When did Where's My Dogs At by DMX come out? Let's not actually Google that. Um, but anyway, I thought that was, that just underlined how nerdy these kids are. Um, let's see. So, um, the history teacher who I thought was the guidance counselor until now, but he's he, not, he was kind of a, he was kind of, he's pulling double he's, duty. He's like a mentor to Alex, but he, uh, Alex tells him about Lamont, uh, that he's been kind of teaching them some stuff. Um, so he invites Lamont and, um, Alex and his parents to dinner, like a very traditional Jewish dinner. Um, so that they could all get to know each other. And, um, we see a lot of kind of, uh, Jewish customs and Jewish, uh, food and things like that. Um, and then Lamont asked for a glass of milk. Bad you know, move, Lamont. Which classic thing you do at dinner at other people's house. Yeah. He's like, Oh man, a glass of milk. Can I get a glass of milk? And, uh, they're all horrified at this. Um, cause, um, uh, a glass of milk is not kosher. Also, I just want to point out that where's my dog's at by DMX apparently came out in either 2012 or 2016. So I was way off. Oh, wow. Maybe I thought DMX was more early to maybe Lamont Carr did coin the phrase my dogs. Um, again, this, this movie is a big piece of cultural history. So, um, it did launch quite a, quite a bit of, uh, Things that we're really familiar with today, like um, Schlotz getting his dad to loan Lamont an apartment so that he can become the head coach of basketball at the Hebrew school. Yeah. He, he, okay. So there was the nosy librarian lady who did. He was kids. the principal. She is the, the principal. principal. She is the principal. She, she got a, an employment form from Lamont and it did not have an address on it. So she followed him home. Yeah, what a crazy lady. Alex Alex knew she was going to do this, left him a note and said, like, come to this address instead. She's going to follow you home. So if you were Lamont at this point and some kid gave you an address to go to, I guess he knows Alex well enough that he doesn't think it's a trap where he's going to get I've, I've jumped. I've got a rule that Lamont is not following. This is a rule for success in life that Sean McDonald follows. I do not form personal relationships with anyone under the age of 18 in any capacity. Yeah, it's probably it's the end of it. It's probably a good idea. Keep an arm, long arm's length. I would not form a bond with this child in the first place. It only happens in movies. Like, what's what's his name in Harry Potter? What's his name? Harry? Uh, Harry Potter? Nah, the, the old wizard guy who dies. Dumbledore? Yeah, Dumbledore. Dumbledore is the opposite of my role model. Don't, like, I do not yeah. give any favor to children. I do but not. if you were a uh, headmaster Lamont, of a school. Lamont is very Dumbledore-esque. Yeah, he's the he's the mentor yeah. figure. Um, but uh, anyway. If, if a child said, meet me at this address, I would say... Heck no. 
Yeah, I no wouldn't. Way. I wouldn't do it either. I don't trust children. I wouldn't do it either. Um, but Lamont does it. And now he is going to get to stay in this really nice apartment that his dad can't sell for some reason. It's the last one in the building. The last one in the building. He can't sell it. Well, it sells a lot better if somebody's already living there. That's true. Uh, so Lamont agrees to do some painting and stuff like that, which I don't know if he ever actually does that. And but it doesn't need to be done. No, it's like a fully furnished, nice apartment. Um, but he gets to live there for free. Um, and now he has an address to put on his form for his crazy principal lady and here's my favorite my favorite gag of the whole movie when she's being all nosy outside she accidentally opens up the convertible window on mm. her, her the convertible top on her car and it, it, it's, it breaks and the top's going back and forth and wiggling around in the wind and it won't go down. And previously that day, I guess it rained real good. And so a garbage truck rolls by and splashes up a whole heap of water into her car and she gets absolutely filthy. Yes. With that serves her street water. Serves her right for being concerned about this. About the safety of The safety kids. of her entire and school. Also, she was right. She the was right. Was, the man did not have an address. Yeah. She was tricked. She was somewhat suspicious of this guy who was forced upon her. Um he wanted to be a vagrant. Yeah. And he was. And he was. He was a nice guy, but... Um, and turns out that, you know, he didn't harm any of the kids, but she was right to be concerned. Would you say? Yes. Now, her motivation for being concerned was that she was a nosy, cranky lady who hates basketball and fun. Yeah. I think she just didn't want to hire a basketball coach, was it? Um, so then, uh, oh, also, so Lamont is now the head coach of the, of the Hebrew school. Also, a little... Let's point out that the that Alex's mom is who is really in charge of hiring a basketball coach. Somehow, yeah, she's because in charge she's like of the, head the of boosters, the PTA. Or PTA, yeah, yeah, she's in charge of the PTA, and she controls the funding. So we can only hire a basketball coach if she says it's okay, because the PTA is in charge of funding this school. Well, it is a private school, it so is a private school, and um, and uh, she. Uh, she only agrees to hire him on a day by day basis. Yeah, so he's getting paid every day. He gets a check at the end of the day for the hours that he worked. For Eighty dollars. Teachers don't make much. And he doesn't teach. He's just coaching the junior high basketball team. Yeah. Oh, good point. Um, because he, I don't know what I. He went to college and got. A, I don't know if he graduated, but. He went to college. Oh, they say what he went to college for. It was like it was like a oh sport. It was like sports science. Studies. Yeah. So he's he's qualified to be a coach. Yeah. Um. But I then think. it uh, so. But then Alex gets so into basketball, gets so focused on basketball, he starts failing history. He gets a C minus, which is apparently a failing grade at this Hebrew school. Um, not a good enough grade to play basketball. So then Lamont, in front of the whole team, and right before the next game, tells Alex he's in his uniform, everything yeah. dressed, ready to go out. He's and it, it, Coach Lamont makes an announcement: Alex doesn't get to play today. He's benched. He's benched. Not only benched, he has to sit up in the stands. Yeah, with his. Oh yeah, with the girl who he hangs out with. We haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, like really cool girl. Really goes to a private Catholic school. Goes to a private Catholic school. She's she's Hispanic. We she, know this because this is my favorite thing they do in 
in Disney movies is like the Hispanic character just says hellos and goodbyes in Spanish, but otherwise speaks English. Yeah, just so you know for sure. Adios. Yeah. mi amigo, she says in the opening scene as she goes to Catholic school. Now, the next scene, I think, is maybe the dorkiest scene in the whole movie, uh, the studying scene. Oh yes, well this is where Big Ben gets his moments to shine. He does. So this, this was this was uh, ring hollow with me. The which you're about to say. Yeah. So Alex um, has trouble studying mm-hmm. because he's thinking about basketball. Yes. Um, so his friends, his teammates, come over. They make a game out of it. Um, he uh, he has to dribble a ball around. While they ask him questions and... Uh, he has to dribble a ball to be able to remember facts. Yes. Somehow. All of a sudden. He's gotten through school up until now without dribbling basketball. But now he has to dribble basketball to remember anything. Um, so they they do one night of studying like that. And then he goes and takes gets to retake his test. Only him, for some reason, gets to retake his test. Um, and then he starts dribbling an imaginary basketball during his test. And um, I was sitting by myself. Everyone else in my household was asleep already. Um, and I got embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just rang hollow, man. It was, so, it was so unnecessary. Yeah, it was dumb. It was just yeah. dumb. Like, why? That. And, and also, there's an episode of Hannah Montana. Hopefully, Hannah Montana is somehow deleted from the earth before your daughters are old enough to like it. Um, it, won't, it won't be. It'll always be here. Uh, Hannah, Hannah Montana, uh, which Hannah Montana is not in a widescreen aspect ratio, so it's not much newer than this. And it was also Disney Channel, so maybe even the same writer wrote this scene. But there is an episode where Hannah Montana has to retake a test or else she's going to fail history. And the only way she can remember it is if she does dance moves and her teacher won't let her get up and dance in class while she takes the test. I would say there is a 90%. It wasn't a history test. It was a, it was a, uh, a biology test and she had to name all the bones in the bodies and she worked out a dance routine pointing out all the bones in her bodies. And uh, then the teacher is like, stop dancing in your chair. Get out of here. And says she gets sent to the principal's office. She does a whole dance for the teacher. And the teacher is like, whoa, you're so cool. I was wrong. You get 100 on the test. Uh, I would say there's a 90% chance that it was the same writer. It was very similar. It's got to be. Yeah. Got to be. Um, but yeah, anyway, he gets an A minus, and that's good enough. Gets an A minus, that's good enough for pro, for the coach. Probably not good enough for his mom because his mom has real high standards. Yeah. Um, you're not going to be a doctor if you get an A minus on your Hebrew history you, test. You know, we've seen a lot of movies lately with just terrible mom actresses. This this mom wasn't a terrible mom. She was yeah. a good mom. She was just by comparison, pretty she's overbearing. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, she was an amazing mom compared yeah. to the last few. As a character, this mom is terrible. She's not she's a fun like character. Evil, she's like an evil stepmom, but without having to be a stepmom. Um, so then Lamont, they're about to have this big basketball tournament. The oh, biggest basketball tournament of the year. The tourney. The tourney. They keep calling it. Um, but then Lamont, all, Lamont, all get, for this. Lamont gets the call from the 76ers. They want, him, they want to pick him up for a 10-day contract because somebody got hurt. Ten days. Ten days in the to NBA. NBA player. He can prove himself. Dream come true. Maybe get picked up. Um, so he says, 
guess what? This is my lifelong dream. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Why should I give up on my dream for you, kid? Yeah. That's what he says. And that's Very what? un-Dumbledore like. Guess what? Alex, who has the same dream, lays a huge guilt trip on Lamont. Yeah. You don't care about us. What about my dream? Uh, what about your kid? What about your kid? Yeah. Which he had a point there. What about your kid? Also, but guess what? Don't you think that kid would be pretty stoked to have a dad who plays in the NBA? Yeah, if Lamont gets that job, that I think he's gonna. I life. think he's gonna move his kid to, to Philly with him. They, yeah. They're not gonna stay separated. This is a temporary thing, yeah. from what I gather. Um, so Alex is acting like a real baby. I didn't like the way he treated Lamont. He should have been happy for him. Like if you're if you're if you're junior give him hugs and high fives. If your junior high basketball coach was like, guess what? I got called off to the NBA. You would be so excited. Yes. You'd be like, get me some tickets. I want to go watch you. That would be amazing. But Alex is very self-absorbed about this stupid junior high basketball tournament. <laughs> it's important to him, but um, not as important as well, like getting a job. Some, maybe there's some analogy here we're missing where the NBA players are worshipped like gods, pagan gods, you might even say. I don't think that this... Movie goes that deep, Sean. Well, maybe like that king. Um, I don't know. Whatever king was making people worship pagan gods. You think that's uh, the commissioner of the NBA? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and these are all pagan gods. Um, anyway, Alex, I don't like the way you acted. Um, but then he talks to his history teacher. His history teacher reveals. Guess what? I don't think Lamont was Judah. I think Judah lives inside of you and you have the potential to be a great leader. So Alex starts believing in himself and he is going to lead his team in the tourney. No coach, no coach. They're just going to go on the tourney with Alex as kind of the coach. Um, but I think Alex spent most of his time also, choreographing some dance, some pregame dance moves. The pregame dance moves were pretty fire. Uh, they were fly. They were fly. Oh, yeah. Um, also, we need to start doing that when we walk into meetings. Next time we have to meet with like a client or a partner or somebody, let's, let's do a dance routine. I agree. Uh, we should. We should work on that today. The rest of the day after this, we're going to work uh, for six hours. Well, we're only halfway through this movie, so I think the rest. We're not of the halfway day, through. We're to the tourney. We're to the. This <laughs> the is the, pretty long. This is the crux. Also, I want to point out when we get to the tourney, I realize okay, who are these other four guys? There's only been five dudes. Still yeah, practicing there's basketball there's right definitely now. some uh, some extra extras on <laughs> the, all of a sudden the basketball. Well, team maybe they fifty percent bigger. Maybe they uh, maybe they were doing so good, and they got a they got a real coach. So maybe some other guys joined the team. They weren't at practice. <laughs> They don't need to practice. How many how many guys are on a basketball team? There's like, usually like ten or eleven. Okay, like in, in the NBA, how many are out there playing at the same same time? It's five on five. Five on five. Okay. Yeah. I don't know much about basketball. Obviously, it's, it's, it's <laughs> my second to least favorite sport. What's your least favorite sport? American football. No, American football would be my favorite sport. Um, baseball. Oh, I know you like baseball. I know you're a baseball man. Mm. I, I hate to. Why is baseball your least favorite sport? I will say baseball is my favorite sport to go to in person. Do you like baseball more or less than cricket? Less. 
Have you ever watched cricket? Only highlights that I see on Reddit, and they look pretty spectacular. What? Why don't you just watch baseball highlights? If you watch baseball highlights, it's like, homer, diving catch, home run. True. I might hate cricket a lot. Cricket, Um, I know, has the potential to last a lot longer than baseball games. You know what I need to get into, I might love, is... um, Curling. Oh, it's also Australian rules football. It looks so brutal. Yeah, like rugby? No, Australian rules football. Footies? It's different. I don't know how, but it is. Is that the game they call footy? I don't, I don't know. I think it is. But they, I see highlights from that on Reddit, and it's like guys getting elbows to the mouth and spitting out 13 teeth. And yeah, like, those and, Aussies. And, then, uh, and that's not a penalty. No. Yeah, they're, they laugh at everybody else's sports because that one is so brutal. <laughs> like a veteran player is wearing dentures. Like yeah. They do not have any teeth left. Um, I forgot the part where Alex and his mom have a really heart-to-heart chat, and Alex, she asks him, She's trying to understand his obsession with basketball. She asks him what basketball means to him. And he gives like, I can't remember what his answer was, but it's super cheesy. It was, it was pretty nothingness. Like It was like, I just uh, I shoot just the basketball me. and it's just like me and the, the hoop and I shoot it and it goes in swish. And then she's like nodding like she gets it now. Oh yeah, I understand. That's how I, guess what? That's how I feel when I save people's lives. As a doctor. Yeah, I like I like there was a part earlier in the movie where the dad's telling the mom to ease up on him. And he's like, when did you know you wanted to be a doctor? She was like, oh, I've known I wanted to be a doctor since I was 10. And he was like, yeah, Alex knows he's wanted to be a basketball player since he was 10. Yeah. I was like, oh, good point. Good, But that didn't resonate with her. But his little speech that said absolutely nothing uh, really got her in the heart. Um, so yeah. she, and also, she goes off to find Lamont. Like in the night. In the night at a basketball stadium. So she goes to the basketball stadium while uh, Alex and his teammates get ready for the the tourney. Um, So the tourney starts um, and we start the tourney starts and we get the best song. um, I think that's ever been on a soundtrack. Top five for sure. It's called Dreidel, Dreidel. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I'll spin you like a dreidel, dreidel. Basketball time. Yeah, we're cool basketball Hebrew players, nuts. but we're Hebrew. Um, yeah. It's great. The candles. I, I haven't looked balls. it up on Spotify, but I'm hoping that it's on there because I want to. I want to yeah. listen to it today in the car. I want to crank it, get really pumped up for the day. Dreidel, dreidel. Dreidel, dreidel, Um And then the they word come. Dreidel has not been mentioned this entire movie. They've not played with a dreidel. Uh, that's like someone asked someone, "Hey, write a song that we're going to use in this Hebrew. It needs to be hip hop, and it needs to be about, be about Hebrew things." It's and they're like, rich uh, "Kids that live in fancy apartments." And the songwriter was like, "What do I know about Hebrew kids? Uh, dreidels." But yeah. <laughs> I made you out of clay. I made you out of, yeah, you are, uh, uh, yeah. So that was great. Great, great times. Um, and then, um, they come out and do a pregame dance that they've pr- clearly practiced. Uh, they don't do it well, but they've practiced it. Otherwise they wouldn't be able to do it at all. Um, so maybe Alex isn't that great of a coach because he's been spending his time teaching, his friends like this dance instead of it was a pretty it was pretty cool it was pretty intimidating real intimidating yeah um i don't know if they were actually playing the dreidel song all over the loudspeakers or if they were just dancing to no music um 
but either one would would let your opponents know that you are completely out of your mind. Um, and then they start playing. They're they're playing really well. Their thing. He Alex keeps reaching the full court press, just like Judah Maccabee force them to their left. Yes, make your. I don't. I didn't really understand. Defense is a good offense. I didn't really understand how the full court press translated into Judah Maccabee's uh, going left. Use, I, use your opponent's strengths against. Your yeah, they they somehow did it, but um, so Can I ask you the team question? is winning, and the, the the whole tournament seems to be happening in one day. Yes, the entire tournament does happen in one day. Which um, I've done a tournament over like a weekend where you have like you play like maybe two games in one day, but they seem to be playing like four or five games in one day, which is a lot. Um. But it's fine. The games maybe are really short. Yes, there are 32 teams. No, 16 teams. <laughs> 64 teams. 64 teams. Um, I don't know how many teams there are. Maybe eight. There are a lot of teams. No, I don't know. You there's, there's more than eight? A, I don't know. I have no idea. It's can also you, like at night. Can question, though? Yeah. What, uh, what's a full court press? So it's when... Um, so you know after you make a shot, the other team has to... Take the ball from your one end of the court all the way to the other. So full court press means that you're playing defense on all the way up the court to prevent them from coming down the court at all. Usually you fall back into defense and guard your 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 basket. Is, is this a valid strategy for middle schoolers who? Yeah, okay. anybody can do a full court press. Okay. We used to do that a lot. Cool. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Did you win a lot of basketball? Yeah, we we uh, my high school team was pretty good. Awesome. Um, how were your dances? Yeah, we didn't do a whole lot of pregame dancing. Um, I don't think we did any that I recall. Um, we did like warm ups, mm-hmm. like a normal basketball team. You know, we shoot and do some layups. Oh, did you have those warm up pants with the buttons on the side you could rip off? We did. Uh, did you all rip those off? Yep. Nice. That was fun. A lot of fun. Um, also, this tournament all, seems to all be happening at night. Yes, this tournament started at 7 p.m. Uh, in a terrible thunderstorm. Terrible. The worst thunderstorm of the year. Um, so much lightning. But the mom still decides to go to uh, the basketball stadium to find Lamont. She finds him. Yes. Somehow, I don't remember how she convinced him to come back with her. Or do they even show that? I don't think they even show that. Uh, the the his car's broken down. Oh yeah. And I guess the deal was he he needed to go to the airport after just playing in his first NBA game. He was going to go to the airport and pick up his family. His family, who we we did not see this later, but she makes some kind of deal that she'll take him to the basketball game she'll take him to the airport and then to the basketball game right right or she'll take him to the basketball game and then she'll go pick up his family yeah because she doesn't show up to see alex play in this game at all she doesn't care she walks in whole night long tournament it's 2 a.m they've already played eight games played eight games (laughs) Uh, she shows in right after the the game ends we're getting a little ahead of ourselves but with lamont's wife and kid 
So there's a huge lightning storm. They show shots of the city. There's so much lightning. So much lightning. It's like something out of a DC movie. This well, is like constructed by Snyder. But one of the shots that they show to show how much lightning there is, is just a parking lot of a Hampton Inn. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see the sign, you know, like the hexagon sign of the Hampton Inn. Um and I don't know why they used that, but it was, uh, I thought that was an interesting choice. It was stock footage. It was an interesting choice. Um, they didn't CGI the lightning. They were just finding uh, stock footage of lightning um, in Philadelphia. Yeah. But it, anyway, it was lightning. It was a really bad storm at the Hamptons. In um, They're in the final game. They made it to the final game. And they're playing the big team with the crazy coach um, that and, hates oh, them. And he pulls out a hanky. And says, you're going to need this to wave for surrender. And yeah. Like, and it's like a white flag. Junior high kids. Yeah. Um, also, I'm not going to, I don't want to make any assumptions. But that coach had big skinhead energy. Yeah, we don't know his backstory, but I think that's probably a, a really safe assumption to make that he was a raging um, anti-Semite. He was bald. He was bald. We we do know that for a fact. For a fact. Um, so you guys can but make you your own assumptions. Used as a skinhead, wear a wig. Yeah, wear a hat. You're yeah. you're super into your basketball team. Wear a hat. Yeah, with your basketball team wear, name on it. Wear a nice fedora like Landry. Um, Landry didn't want to be confused as a skinhead. So the the team is getting pounded. They're way behind. Um. The, also, everybody on the other team is two years older and like a good six to eight inches taller. That's right. Um, then the power goes out. <laughs> what do they do? They have a generator. They have a generator. They have a generator. Uh, they got to try to get it going. But it only has enough oil to last for one night. Not one night. Like, for like uh, five, five minutes. minutes. Five minutes. Um was it five minutes? Or they don't know how long it's going to last. The, the, the yeah, science teacher has to figure it out. The but science teacher figures it out, and by the time he comes back in there, he tells them it's only going to be two minutes of oil left, and there's five minutes on the clock. Yeah. So they decided that they're, they're going to play the game until the power, until the generator runs out. Yeah. Um, and then at that time, whoever's ahead wins the game. Well, actually, at first, this is the big moment. At first, they decide... There's no way we can come up. We can. We were. We were making a comeback. We were going to get them. Yeah. But we don't. We we can't score enough points in two minutes. It's we don't have enough time. time. They were down by like eight. Uh, There's like two and, minutes left. And Alex was like, "I believe this diesel fuel is the equivalent to Judah Maccabee's oil, and it will last us the 16 well, minutes." Yeah, but before that, Coach Carr comes in the door, yeah. and he is the one that says. I th- don't you guys believe that story? Yeah. Don't you guys believe that this could happen? We could have a full court miracle. He didn't say that, but he should have said it. And then Big Ben says, we're too old for fairy tales. Big Ben has even lost faith at this yeah. point because they're losing in a junior high basketball game. And He's lost his faith in religion and in God and in Hebrewism. He, his entire worldview crumbled because um, of a junior high basketball tournament. <laughs> Um, then, uh, but then, but then Alex goes out into the middle of the court and starts dribbling the ball. Boom, 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 yeah, boom. And then they boom. go and they play. 
the lights come back on. Uh, uh, oh man, they, play, they score so many baskets. They score baskets swoosh, swoosh, swoosh. until they win. Great montage. Boom. So much pause screens with motion blur. Dramatic last second victory. Um, so they win. Well, for, well, the lights kind of flicker at the two minute mark, but the oil lasts. The oil lasts the, somehow. It's a real life miracle. God cares about junior high basketball. It, this is uh, so much so that he gave him an extra three minutes of oil. Well, I think the whole the whole story revolved around. I think when it came down to it, God made that miracle happen so that um, what's his name? Not Alex. Big Ben. Big Ben could restore his faith. <laughs> Yes, Big Ben's going to go on to be a, uh, one of the world's most influential rabbis. Maybe so. We'll have to check up on him. But I think that was well, the reason for the full court miracle. <laughs> he turned out to play a nerd in the Goldbergs for sixty episodes. Yeah, that too, though. Uh, <laughs> um, so, what lessons did? We, oh, and then uh, Coach Cars uh, or, or Alex's mom brings Coach Cars' family. We realize, and then Coach Car says he's going to. Give up on his dreams of playing the NBA to coach this basketball team at this Hebrew school because I don't know why, but um, he yeah, wa- that's what he wants to do. Clear on that. It still seemed like the NBA thing was achievable. I think he played that one game and realized his knees were he wasn't he wasn't good enough anymore. Well, you are making that assumption. I make that assumption because why would you give up your NBA why dreams you when you finally achieve them There's after no one reason. game? After one game, so he's on the court in the NBA playing a basketball game. Apparently, he did pretty well. He tells his wife he did pretty well. Um, and all he can think about is this junior high basketball tournament. Um, so much so that he he says, 76ers, I'm good." Uh, you give my spot to somebody else. I'm going to go coach this Hebrew this team. This is in middle school. Alex isn't even going to go here next year. No, Alex, Alex is going to go to high school next he's gonna year. He's going to graduate out. but um, there, There's not going to be anybody. Next year, he'll, there'll, he'll have to coach a whole new crop of kids. He's not even like These kids aren't even going to be here. Well, the, uh, the insinuation was that Carl... Uh, wants to spend time with his. He want he wants to give up that dream so he can spend time with his family. Maybe I, just I don't know. be in the NBA for like two years, make a million dollars, and retire. Yeah, I yeah I didn't like I didn't like the part where he gave up on his dream. I mean, a teacher who is not even teaching is just coaching. It's not even a full like it's not even a full time job. Like, don't coaches also have to teach? What can he yeah. teach at a habitical school? Well, he can teach PE. Yeah, okay. Listen to be in the NBA or be a PE teacher. Hey, sometimes you got to give up on your dreams for the end of a Does movie to work. Does he live at that apartment for free? Because I would uh, probably take that. That was a pretty sweet apartment. Yeah, maybe if maybe he's going to force them into like that deal. For, okay, I get a normal teacher, teacher salary. Plus, live in that sweet apartment. Yeah. Plus utilities. I'd throw in utilities. With the big puddles out front. Um, so that's the end of the movie. What lessons did you learn from this movie? Well, I learned that if you really care about basketball hard enough, God will bless you with some extra diesel. Yeah. And if you study hard enough at your history test, um, you and you balance an imaginary basketball, you will pass the test. Yep. And get to play basketball. And 
if you give up on your dreams, you will be able to have a free apartment. I'll learn if you're pretty needy and kind of just ignore your Hispanic female <laughs> friend. Uh, she'll still forgive you and be there to cheer for you at the end. Yeah, she was a real good friend. Um, yeah. And she was way too cool for to hang out with Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I, I learned that... Um, that uh, Judah Maccabee lived in the year negative 165. Yeah. I also learned that he lives inside of all of us. And that he doesn't like pagans. No. Or left-handers. I don't know much about pagans, but minus the whole worshiping false idols and gods thing, they seem pretty cool. What if his... What if... Uh, Make good, like, herb potions. What if he made a mistake and, like, his... The, the army that he was fighting was mostly left-handed. That would have been tragic. <laughs> that would have been tragic. I don't think we'd be talking All about... the Maccabees would have got stabbed real good. Yeah, they would have. Um, but I, yeah, I guess probably armies had like shields on their left hand, swords on their right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I learned... Uh, so the lessons from this movie were believing in yourself until your coach shows back up. Um Dancing real good before very, basketball games. Very intimidating. Um, being generous and giving people a chance. Yeah. Lying to your mom about going and shadowing a doctor will pay off in the end. Yeah. He sent his he sent his Hispanic friend instead. Um, hiring a homeless man to coach you at basketball <laughs> and selling your selling your Dr. J rookie card to do it. Um, don't worry because. Your parents will buy you another one. Uh, they bought him back the same one, I assume. Uh, Did he you, pawn it? Did he go to the pawn he shop? Pawned, he pawned it and they went back and bought it. Okay. Uh, have you seen The Legend of Bagger Vance? Yes. Now, uh, do you think he is widely criticized for... Rightly play, so. For playing a, for having a stereotype of the mystical... Yeah, the magical black person. The magical black person. What does that apply to this movie? No, because he wasn't mystical or magical. He was just good at basketball. <laughs> he was just good at basketball. All right, I just wanted to check because it seemed like they thought he was magical, but he wasn't. They they thought he was the reincarnation of Judah Maccabee. But I feel like at the end we find out the he's he's not. But that Judah Maccabee's spirit lives in inside of all of us, and we all have the potential to be a great leader. Yeah. I'll learn not to underestimate people whose nickname is the hammer. No. Uh, the Texas hammer. Jim Longcar. Jim, uh, Jim Adler. Jim Adler. The Texas hammer. I would not <laughs> underestimate that guy. New commercials. Uh, no. <laughs> it's like a fast and the furious thing for him and his son are in a charger. And yes. they, like, they like play chicken with a semi truck. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's got another one where he's like in traffic, jumping from the top of semi truck to semi truck with his. And this man's like eighty five years old. That's so. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, thank you, uh, Jim Adler at the Texas Hammer. He'll get you the money you deserve. I always kind of wish I got hit by a semi truck just so I could call that guy. We should reach well, out to him, hard. see if he'll sponsor our podcast. Uh, he does love advertising. Yeah, we'll we'll shout out Jim Adler, Texas Hammer. I'll I'll do a I'll do a promo every time. Why would he pay for it when we're giving it to him for free right now? That's true. All right, on to the awards. Hey, no more freebies, Jim. On to the awards. Okay. 
Okay, I'm going to change it up on you this time. Best female actress. Best actress in, let's see, definitely not the principal lady. She was the worst. No, she was she was the worst actress in the whole, the worst actor in the whole movie. Uh, I'll give it to um, his friend from the Catholic school. The Catholic, Catholic school girl. Yeah. Okay. There weren't that many females in this movie. There were not. There was her, the mom, and the principal. That was it. That's pretty much it. And Lamar's wife. Uh, Lamar's wife, but she didn't have any speaking lines. <laughs> she was in it for 15 seconds. Yeah. She was in those pictures longer than she was in the actual movie. Right, well, um, do you think she got her to tell, like, what am I doing at this junior high basketball game? <laughs> <laughs> she had she had to ride. Who is this lady? Who is this lady picking me up? Why is she taking me to this Hebrew school to, a, to this junior high basketball <laughs> tournament at 2 a.m.? conversation. That's not a short ride. Like, I don't know where the airport is. In the uh, worst, in the worst conditions, in the worst thunderstorms storm that philly has ever seen um Black why is out. why is a strange lady picking me up and taking me to this random school a middle school a middle school habitical i would have had a lot of questions yes and she has her son with her she's her son uh she's a very trusting lady um all right let's let's best actor best actor best actor uh, is not alex lamont I thought, he was, I thought he was good. Yeah, he was good. That's why he plays a cop and everything. Yeah, he that's why he's still working. Still working. Still working actor. Uh, best. Even if he threw Alex in there, it would not have been Alex. <laughs> oh, okay. He was, he was not bad, but... He was not bad. Um, what character would you wear on merch? Which one, which one of these characters would you wear on a t-shirt? Um, let's see... Uh, what's the, the, uh, big, big, what big Ben, big Ben, I go with big Ben. Okay. All right. I see why I would also go with big Ben or Schlotz. I might go with Schlotz. Schlotz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, big Ben, big Ben. Yes. Um, what, um, what character do you not want to see in the sequel? I think the sequel would have a whole new basketball team. It would have to uh, just a whole new team. Just cause these kids are not. I mean, junior high is only two years, so um, I assume that these kids are all eighth graders. Yeah, you know what? Schlotz is an adult by now. Here's my plot for the sequel. Oh, yeah. Plot for the sequel. Schlotz is out playing basketball one day. He's down on his luck. He's like, man, I should have been a doctor. I was <laughs> right. Trying to play in the NBA did not work. I blew out my knees playing for the University of Tennessee. Go Volunteers. And... <laughs> Now I'm just shooting basketball in this park. And then some kids like, hey, are you the Hebrew hammer? Come coach us. And and then he's like, get lost, kid. And then like over the course of the movie, his heart opens up and he turns it around. And then he helps this team so uh, it's win a, a tournament. So it's the exact same movie, just <laughs> yes. swapping out characters. Yeah, um, Nash is Lamont. And, and also, instead of it being... But it could be a hard R movie and he could be a raging alcoholic. And, raging alcoholic. Um just a lot of cursing, uh, of, drugs. Instead of extremely wealthy Jewish children who live in super nice apartments, maybe it's like dangerous um, minds. I don't know. Inner city kids. Maybe it's maybe it's Catholic kids. Yes, some, <laughs> some other it's like, uh, religious teach. school. I can't help you, kid. And he puts on his yarmulke and says, "We have some things. Oh, we, we have some, some things rules. to talk about. We have some things to talk about." But yeah. then they, at the end, they all come together. We have yeah. an understanding. Yes. 
Um, I, I don't think I'd watch that sequel. Okay. <laughs> Pass. What would you do for the sequel? Um, oh, man, I don't know. I think, um, yeah, I wouldn't want to do... It would have to be like present time. If we're going to go back and do... 20 years later. We're going to do um, Full Court Miracle uh, 20 years later. We're going to do... It's got to follow Alex. I agree with that. Um, Alex did become a doctor. Oh, really? He still plays basketball on the side, but he's a doctor. He plays for fun. What kind of medicine does he practice? Um, ENT? Yeah, he is a he's a neurosurgeon. A neurosurgeon. Yeah, he uh, he, went he, he went for it. He's like the top he's neurosurgeon like, in the world. He opens up your brain. He's like, I'm gonna go full court press. Full court press. He still uses. <laughs> he still listens to the dreidel song during surgeries. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. He does his dance before surgery. Um, and then um, he's in this program where kids will shadow him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thirteen-year-old kids will shadow him during the during his surgeries, <laughs> and he finds out this one kid is like, "Man, I don't want to be here. I got this tourney coming up." Yeah, and then uh, Alex was like, "Guess what? I'm gonna give up on being a neurosurgeon. I'm gonna go help you and your team. We're gonna win this tourney." Um, and then it goes from there. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I like that. I think we're, I think we're, I think I'm gonna make that one. What uh, what race, creed, and religion is that kid? I haven't I haven't cast it yet. Okay. Um, I think I think maybe an Islamic kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go air out some real issues in this movie. <laughs> I thought about saying that earlier when I said Catholic, but then I like toned it down. I wasn't ready to go there. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna I'm, be the most important movie ever made. I haven't written it yet, but the script is gonna be real important. It's, it's gonna heal the whole. world. It's gonna heal the world. Um, I'm gonna license that Michael Jackson song for the end credits. What Michael Jackson song? Heal the world. Heal the world. How's that go? I don't know that song. It goes heal the world. Make it a better place. Me, 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 Human race. Jackson movie or song is I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Yeah. There's a lot of self-reflection of stuff that apparently he never did. Um, he does have a lot of like mess songs with good messages he does. Uh, that are just totally canceled out by his actions as a human being. But well, allegedly, that's why he got he has to go with my anti Dumbledore rule. If you go with the Sean McDonald anti, <laughs> don't mentor rule, kids under seventeen. Yeah, just um, you gotta you gotta live your life beyond reproach. Yep, you know, yeah, anti Dumbledore rule. Also. As a parent, don't let your kid be mentored by someone without your you know, being there. You know, we, we, uh, when I worked at a church and there were a lot of kids hanging around at churches. Yeah. And it was, it was like a rule. We all got talked to and went to lectures on and it was like, don't hang out with the kids. That's too, too familiar out there in society. Just don't hang out with kids. 
Yeah. And then it was like, also, you have to volunteer to work at summer camp. <laughs> also, you have to hang out with kids. Yeah. But only, for this one week, you have to like sleep in the same bunk beds with and, <laughs> and, and like be completely surrounded yeah. by these children you're responsible for. The rest of the year, don't talk to them. Don't talk to them. Don't give them your phone number. Don't make eye contact. Um, that's funny, but that's so true. Yeah. Oh, like, we had a lot of weird, cause we were so worried about like, cause with churches, there's so much bad press and it was just like, oh, we, we, we you were never allowed to have just two people in a room. Like, yeah. I, you, you just yeah. There was never allowed to be two people. I, I get that. Especially at first it was the same opposite gender. And then it was just like, no. And you were never allowed to go like go to lunch with two people. No. Three people. Okay. One person. Okay. But just like, and like when it was time to leave at night, we all left at the same time. You couldn't stay late. Probably good rules. Good yeah. rules to live by. Because I mean, there. I mean, there was a church like across the highway where they got in all kinds of news. Yeah. So. Yep. Good idea. Anyway, uh, that's weird. Can I? Hey, real quick before we wrap it up, can I do a just for daddy segment? Yeah. Have you seen Bullet Train? I have not yet. It's on Netflix. Yeah, Brad Bradley Pitts, right? Brad Pitt. And a whole bunch of other people that totally stole the show from Brad Pitt. And uh, I was discouraged from watching this movie. Uh, it looked cool. The previews looked cool. And then, like, critics and other people I know who saw it in theater said no. I, I, I watched it. It was amazing. I don't know what anybody's talking about. It was fantastic. It was It was completely over the top. Completely insane. Each scene just got bigger and bigger than the next. I love One it. One of the most satisfying endings in an action movie you can imagine. Cannot recommend it enough. Uh, I, I will have to watch it. I think you in particular will like it. I'm um, gonna I'm gonna give it a shot this weekend. Maybe even it's on Netflix. Maybe even tonight. Maybe even tonight. Maybe even tonight. All right. Uh, do you want to rate this thing? I'm going to give it six yarmulkes. Out of? Ten. Six yarmulkes out of ten. You know what? I'll give it seven. Seven? It was it was much better than the movies we normally watch. Oh, yeah. It, it, was, was, it was the best Disney Channel original, that's for sure. Better than Under Wraps, too. Oh, yeah. The story made sense. The story had a beginning, middle, and end. It probably had a bigger budget. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was, it was just a... Um, more aesthetically real movie, like yeah, it was shot on film. Like it was probably pre digital age. Yeah, well, it's not just that, but I just mean like it wasn't. It was more real locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't all on a, a single soundstage. Yeah, and the locations that were sets were a lot more effort and production went into them, and um, all the actors. Uh, looked like real people, not just like made up for TV people. Yeah, and even the kid actors that they got were were good actors. Like they could all act. Because like in Under Wraps two and more recent Disney Channel movies, like all the kids look like models. And yes, they all have perfect hair and makeup. Yep, and, they all don't and, talk like kids, and all their clothes look like they just came out of a fashion catalog. Their locations are like, ridiculous, big, like big that. Ben, big Ben would not get be in a Disney movie now. No, With those teeth. It's unfortunate. It's he's, unfortunate. He's a gangly kid. This was like the mighty. Uh, 
this was like a Mighty Ducks type of show. Not as oh, big, yeah. not as big a budget, not as well done, but or big green. Yeah, but it was that type of movie. Right, um, real kids. Not as funny. I don't think it was a very funny movie. Um, the, the humor in the movie often fell flat. Yeah, and there wasn't that much humor in it. They had a, they had a pudgy kid who wasn't pudgy enough. He was barely in it. Yeah, he wasn't in it. Enough. He's the he's the one that called uh, Lamont a, a god. Right. For making a basket. All these sports movies have a fat kid. They do. And but they're usually the funny one. Same redhead kid or Keenan Thompson. Yeah. And they're usually the funny, the funniest. Uh, yeah. You or Goldberg. Goldberg. They had Goldberg and Mighty Ducks. Yeah. What, which which movie was it that had Keenan Thompson was the funny fat kid? Um, all movies that he was in. Uh, <laughs> uh, then there was the redhead kid who was from uh, the Sandlot, Sandlot, and Big Green. Yeah, he was funny. Um, but yeah, they didn't have him. This kid was like a thirty-four. Yeah, they didn't. Re- we needed like a solid forty. Yeah, we did. There wasn't really a comic relief in the movie. I, yeah. I think that would that would have made it a little bit better you if they I mean, had like a comic relief person. Yeah, but I guess. Fat kids can't. There's, there's the no dad, maybe position. the dad was a little bit funny. Yeah, the dad was goofy, but it was yeah. all, all in all good times. Well, Curtis, you want to take us out on our famous catchphrase? Sure. Saturday morning dads, it's part of your complete breakfast. Boom, 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 boom.